Monolithic, the podcast, where we explore diversity within Black experiences. I am Aaliyah. I'm Paige. I'm Chaplin. I'm Beverly. And I'm Dylan. And thank you for tuning in to our bonus episode. Woo! (laughs) We have a bonus episode. We've been away for a while, and we want to make sure that you all are still invested in us and having great conversations. So today's topic is Black Beauty Standards. We've watched, I know a lot of you all may have watched the self-made, um, inspired by Madam C.J. Walker, a docuseries on Netflix. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, give a little review, as well as talk about our life and some things we've experienced regarding beauty standards. Does that sound good to y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants to kick us off? Yeah, y'all heard that. Okay. <laughs> y'all heard that. I, I, I can start. So I think from a very young age, I realized that beauty, you could use it as a tool to get things that you want, specifically as a young girl. And I learned this by when I was younger, people would give us money, like, if we were, like, cute and, like, wore cute dresses and, like, looked a certain way. And I would get compliments specifically, for example, and this is so terrible, but during the summer, I would not go outside. Living in Florida, it gets hot. And being a young black woman, I would not go outside so that I wouldn't get darker and people would compliment me. And my sister, we would get pitted against each other, too, is because I don't consider myself to be a lighter skinned woman at all. But I'm a bit lighter than my sister. And so together we would always have those always be those conversations. But something that I appreciate about my mother is that she always affirmed us um, regardless of the conversations that were being had about what we looked like and our features because she was like. I have two beautiful black children. This was in Kyle, not in English, but um, she would always affirm us in those ways. But you would always have folks like who'd be like, oh, Bev, like, I see that you are looking a little lighter today. Or it'd be like, oh, your nose is so cute because it's like really tiny. And it's just like interesting what was taken as beautiful versus um, other aspects. And also it's interesting that I was learning this by the age of five, like little, little, like I knew that I could move through the world, um, by capitalizing on certain things or not, because on the flip side of things, just being black in general, wasn't considered beautiful. And so I remember the first time my sister came to me and she was like talking about when she first discovered that she was black because of the fact that kids in her class, like the boys in her class, did not recognize her as beautiful purely because she was a black woman. And if you look at my sister, I wish I could show y'all a photo. This girl is beautiful. Literally, she is so pretty. And so it is interesting when we talk about black beauty standards, the conversations that are held within the black community, the conversations that are held outside and what is like held to certain standards because of things that we're going to be talking about today. I think it's so... Like, I don't know. I always think about, I can't explain how I hear this, that you're like, oh, like, I don't want to go outside because I want to get darker. Um, and the other day I was like, when are the beaches opening? Because I'm starting to look, like, too fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spend a lot of time at the beaches and at the pool um, and in the summer, like, sunbathing mm-hmm. to make sure that I have, like, a crisper, like, glow to my skin mm-hmm. um, that I think kind of goes on my, like, beauty standards. Like, I remember I went as even far as going to the tanning bed for prom, and I got in trouble with my mom's a healthcare professional. She was like, if you go back, like, I will beat you down to the ground. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. and so I think that that's so interesting because I always feel like, um, like, I think that there's, like, this 
like historical context of like you know fair-skinned women and Mm -hmm. like their beauty but I've always kind of felt um like fair skin isn't as pretty like you know like people like oh like even when you think about tattoos like oh like color shows up well on you or you can put like anything on fair skin Mm -hmm. but I don't ever feel that way like it's like I don't know it's so hard to look in the mirror and feel translucent or, like, I always get really embarrassed when I lose my tan because there's nothing distinct about you when you look fair. You look like white people. Um, and I've always felt, like, embarrassed and never black because I look... Like, I've had white people be like, oh, I'm darker than you. Like, yeah. what? And so, like, I think being fair-skinned leaves open, like, a lot of questions that I don't always feel like, um, like my family members or... Like my cousin's like, or my brother, I have a twin brother who's brown, like beautiful brown that he got from my mom's side of the family, um, like had, didn't have as many like questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being lighter skin like left me with like some identity issues. So I'm always like beating at the door to get to the beach. Like I'm like, like literally I was at the pool for days, two days in March for like eight hours each day. Yep. Just we give her looks, by the way. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> After I two, was, I'm like, Ooh. I was out so long that I had like, I had a tan. I don't know if you can still see it, but I know the other day Trent was like, "Ooh, I can still see your tan," and that was March. Like that's how we were baking. Um. So it, you know, it, I don't know. It's interesting because historically, too, even if you're talking like medieval times, being fair skinned meant that you were most likely indoors. You weren't out in the mm-hmm. fields. You had a higher like status and position in society but if you look at beauty trends across the board um in relation to the black community because i feel like people now want to be black but they don't want to be black you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so now you see a lot more trends of like folks tanning and wanting to be like this like certain particular shade i still don't believe folks are trying to be like brown like you know what I'm saying but they're trying to be like a like a like a golden like caramel situation that's like highlighted all throughout um television so you have like the Kardashians who are trying to pass as like a certain shade and it's very interesting how in society these beauty standards are shifting a little bit more specifically when you talk about a more integrated world of folks like um like inner like marriage interracial marriages and like the um the product of how our society is starting to like look a little bit more i forgot what like publication put this out but i think it was national geographic i could be wrong but they showed like a picture of what they thought like most folks around the world are going to look like in a few years because of the fact that we're all kind of like intermingling out here and stuff um and it's interesting how (laughs) it's interesting how that has affected a little bit of what is considered beautiful but also that effect in the black community because in order to reach that certain shade you got to be intermingling with mm-hmm. folks who are a little darker so it's it's I, I can understand your point of view and perspective jasmine i think it's hard like i'm even getting like a little emotional like when you think about it yeah um because i know the other day i was talking to someone on the phone and my partner is brown skin and they're like oh you're gonna bring me like beautiful brown babies and like chocolate babies Mm -hmm. and so it's always really hard and i love his skin he's beautiful which is you know (laughs) part of the attraction but (laughs) it always it's hard because i think sometimes people look at like fair skin and lighter women and they think like it's so beautiful and the world celebrates you but i think for me like i would almost give up anything to have brown skin 
um, mm-hmm. because brown skin in the black community is held in high regard. You know, I think that, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. I, 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 and I say that because I think that when you're fair, when you're fair skin or light skin, I think that people almost in the black community feel like you're missing something. Like, I think for me, like I know that people were like my entire life, people were convinced I was mixed with white. Why well, am? But my mom always like, no, you're a beautiful, strong black woman. You just have recessive genes, and I remember. In college, one of my friends sat me down and was like, bro, like, I'm mixed and I look just like you. Like, you have to have some white somewhere in you. And I went to my grandma and she was like, I mean, I don't want to break this tea, but you know that you have white in you. Like, this is no secret. And I just think that sometimes there's this, like, distaste. Even though people feel like fair-skinned women are beautiful, there's this distaste and lack of acceptance for fair-skinned people because if I'm brown, I look like you, I can trust you, we're similar. And so I think that it's kind of held in a different regard. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's always been very heartbreaking. And how, like, no, like, I don't know, I guess people do, like, fetish, light-skinned, like, children. Mm -hmm. But I think as someone who's light-skinned and who has lived it for 26 years, there's, I would, like, there's, I would go to the ends of the earth to have a little bit more brown in me because it's so beautiful and it sits well on people. And so I think, and I, especially like with beauty standards now, I think like, like you know, there's been so many ads like brown is beautiful, black is beautiful, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so I think that, um, like, I, it just makes me so sad. Um, and I guess those are just my own experiences because I know the majority doesn't feel that way. But um, I would love for someone just to be like, you are light-skinned, Jasmine, and you are so beautiful. No one says that. People always say, you look like you're white, but you have beautiful eyes, and you have beautiful lips, and you have these kinky coils, which I know are traits of black women, you know, like, mm-hmm. or the black community. Like, those are things that people notice, and so it just kind of makes me, like, a little emotional because I'm just like, why me? But I do. Like, it turned out that I'm, like, 33% white. Right, like I always thought it was like Native American, like you know, people are like oh, like it's there. no, like it's true blue white. Like my last name is McCoy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes sense because there's a lot. Like I even have like the white people cilantro gene. Like that's how strong it is. Like you know, like white people are more prone to not like cilantro. It's well, in their gene. Because it tastes like soap. Or yeah, that's exactly. It's I told disgusting. I told someone I was like, oh, cilantro tastes like this shop, and they're like, oh yeah, you got that white people gene. I never heard sense. of it. I never yeah. heard of it. Yes. And so um, I didn't know that was a white people gene. I just thought it was like it was two different people no. in the world. Yeah. And I was the one who didn't like it. I nope. can smell it from afar. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I wish that I could like eat it, and like most of the times I just like kind of like if you season it up the right way, like sometimes you can like drown it out. But, mm-hmm. So those are just things like I think people like think that a lot of white light skin women are like oh I love being white skin, mm-hmm. but if you think about it I'm beating down the tanning bed and getting outside to get a little darker too. So I, what I'm trying to say is I don't want people to think that mm-hmm. light skin people feel like we always have it made, and I can't speak for the entire light skin coalition of people, mm-hmm. but I also want people to know, and I carry this guilt that. We, there are people that look at brown skin and black people and wish that we had a little bit more mm-hmm. of what they have. And we just, you know, it's just a sadness. Yeah, I, I think that, um, like I said on Monday, like we always want what we don't have, right? Yeah. Well, most people do. I don't know, for me, um, I think my story, well, when you think about dark skin people or like dark skin women specifically, there's always this one narrative 
like, oh, you wish you were lighter, you wish, and like that was never my experience. Like, I've always been a favorite person. Like, I've always been everyone's favorite. I never had a problem in the boy department. So like, for me, I didn't have like that self-conscious part. Like I would look in the mirror and be like, oh girl, you're so beautiful, skin popping. Like, also I've always been in black affirming spaces as well. And so I know that that contributed to my confidence. And sometimes I know that offends people because like there's this narrative of like, hmm, why are you so confident? Like people have asked me that, like, how did you become so confident? And I'm like, are you at why first, why are you asking me that? And secondly, are you asking me that because I don't fit into the narrative of what you think a dark skinned woman should feel about herself? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's just been a crazy journey, like most recently, um, because I always showcase all types of beauty. Like I love my chocolate girls and I will always work for them because again, I know I'm one of the few. And if you look online, you can see people always talking about like Chris Brown saying he don't like dark skinned girls, like all around the world. There are people who don't like you simply because of your the amount of melanin in your skin. And so like I often showcase all types of dark skin beauty. And one of like girls I went to high school with, she was like, We hate us under somebody else's comment, but under my post. So I was like, Ah, like, what do you mean? And she was like, I've seen you talk about um light skinned people a couple times. I just don't know where the hate comes from. I'm like, just because I posted something. Like, it was weird. It was a picture of a, of a celebrity, and I was just like, they're not cute to me, but body and personality popping. She took it as, oh, I hate light-skinned people. So I'm like, how did you get that? I said, oh, because you think that beauty, light-skinned equals beauty. Just because someone is light-skinned doesn't mean that they're beautiful. I don't care what shade you are. If I don't think you're attractive, I, that's just an opinion. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So it's always weird that whenever I showcase... Um, not the typical or the typical opinion, I'm now like, oh, you're a hater. No, I just don't think homegirl cute. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a, a challenge in some ways because, I, again, again, I don't fit the narrative, but then other people try to impose their views on me. And so I always have to, like, be on defense mode all the time. Like, nope, this is what it is. You don't like it, go to somebody else's page or unfollow me. And I think when we talk about beauty, specifically within the black community, it's almost unavoidable to talk about colorism, to right. talk about featureism, texturism, because I feel like we have so much healing that we have to go through um, wherever you may fall within the spectrum because of historical implications of why... Um, it should even why, exist. Yeah, why we have <laughs> those conversations because there has been real, there has been real hurt based on um, where you may fall and the access that you may have or um, the certain situations that you may um, encounter in relation to what we as a community, all of us are still um, battling against white folks and white supremacy, right? And if, if, even if you're talking about um, black beauty standards, not even in America, but in other countries where folks are darker, they're still it still surrounds colorism. And yep. so it's hard to avoid it. Um, but I think one, I applaud you too for like sharing these thoughts because anytime someone I this is what I've noticed anytime someone mentions something against the narrative for example Chaz been you saying like yes I have lighter skin but I'll do anything to have darker skin or like you saying that like I've always thought my skin is popping there's always this like disdain for the these thoughts it's like no we have to like somehow have to 
be like subscribe to this thought and i'm like right. no what we really need to subscribe to is that we are all a people and really the true enemy is white supremacists but <laughs> it's fine. and so it's it's just trying to find that healing through the time and i think that we still have many years to go um but i have seen you know just throughout history where we have come but it's not getting easier now with a larger population trying to look a certain way yeah. um, and the conversations surrounding that. Yeah, I think it's always hard, too, for me. And I think sometimes I carry, like, a little bit of guilt um, because in the docuseries, it just almost seems like everyone that who that was inflicting pain in the docuseries was, a, like, a lighter-skinned mm-hmm. woman. And what I've not tried to do as a lighter-skinned woman is I've never tried to negate that that experience is true for people, you know, and that people do, like, live that and I know um matter of fact in undergrad at a line sister who I just could not figure out even to this day why she hated me like she just was like anti me like on the first day she didn't know me from a stranger in the street and I call I remember calling my aunt like crying like like what's going on I've done nothing to her and my mom was like look at you and look at her like like there has to be something that like no one's going to say, but it may just be how you look. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt very guilty in saying that. Like, I've never wanted someone to just look at me and be like, there's so much privilege in her. And, like, she's, like, the stereotypical. Like, she likes her hair. Like, and I did buy Like, I used to wear weave down to my butt. Like, and I used to have had blonde hair. Um, but I've always felt so guilty because I think people automatically, like, I see the pain that, people that look like me have inflicted on, like, other people. And it's just hard because it's, like, how do you, like, bridge, you know, like, the gap, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes people see me and they think, like, Chasmin, like, fits into that. And I think I've, like, especially, like, having natural hair, I'm not as vain as I used to be, you know? Um, but I think that they see me and they think that, like, I kind of, you know, like, have this, like, like, I don't know, maybe, like, chip on my shoulder or I carry, my, carry myself different, which may be true, but it's not my, it's never been my look. <laughs> it's always been like, I think I'm a dope leader. I'm super educated. Like, I think I'm very charismatic. <laughs> um, and so I always feel so guilty. And I just don't know how, I don't always know how to show up in spaces to support people who feel that, I would say, for lack of a better word, like lighter skinned people are the enemy. And I understand why they look, why they think that. Because like, when I think about like, um, like, who's on social media and like who are making like um who's in the videos who's in the magazines who's been married or like when I think about I don't know there's some people I want to say but I don't want you know yeah but what I'm saying is that um I see people do the same things but I know that it's because one of them has like lighter skin or because some of them have like different features or they're from a specific area that they do well and so I you know I think it's something that I just carry guilt and I just haven't you know with also saying I do think there's privilege in lighter skin like I don't want y'all to think that like I don't understand that and I've never used it right um because that's not true either but I think where I'm at at 26 and especially somewhere where sometimes I feel like the minority like when I think about um like the Afro-Caribbean women that I see on campus I'm just like like there's so much 
I mean, I think also maybe there's like a lack of culture and racial identity, but that's another story. <laughs> um, and so I just think that, you know, I, I want people to know that I hear you and I see you and I see you for who you are. And like when I say I see you for who you are, I see you for the pigmentation in your skin as well. And I don't take that back. And I also want people to know that like as a lighter skinned woman, like as a lighter skinned woman to hold me accountable if you feel like the colorism is showing up, but also show me like how I can make sure that like the dissonance doesn't continue in the space that we're in. Like I can't always say like we're going to go out to work and there's not going to be any distance you know yeah but I can say that in the space that I'm in I don't want that to go on so especially because like I can see like more on my dad's side of the family like we all look the same period you know but on my mom's side of the family like my I have like blood cousins who are who are like on a completely different spectrum than me and I never want them to feel like Chasmine doesn't know how to show up for me in this space because I got some chocolate cousins boy and they are so beautiful and their skin is so beautiful and their babies and like woo. As a matter of fact my cousin actually married someone who um ethnicity is Haitian and they had a baby and let me tell you something he is tall dark and handsome and he has beautiful skin um and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that I love you and I see you and I want you to know that you're celebrated um and I, but I also understand that, like, light-skinned people aren't, like, I understand why you feel the way that you feel. Like, when I think about, like, Chris Brown. Like, if Chris Brown was a darker-skinned man, they would have, like, crucified him more. I mean, but even um, Kodak Black said the same thing. Ugh, I don't stand And uh, he looks like <laughs> yeah. me or darker. Wait, he, he said what? He said, dark-skinned women are gutter, and he don't he don't want us. It was a, it's a whole bunch of to them as roaches? Right, I mean, it was some other so other people. Say. Like it's all look on social media. It's all over. Oh. Paige, you're about to say something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I, I think as that. I'm listening, um, I'm processing. I think yeah. that you all shared like something deep and vulnerable, and so um, it's not. Um, I don't like these aren't things that you talk about daily. So when mm-hmm. you're confronted with it, it's like let me sit, process, and hold. And mm-hmm. as I'm listening. Um, I think I hear threads of, I think something that frustrates me with the, the, just the standard of beauty is that it's always tied to the notion of attracting others. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I deep. think that's like a thread that I'm like, I'm, I'm hearing or perceiving or even maybe mm-hmm. like picking up or, or even projecting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as I listen and like, and that's why, like, if I was to ever have kids, like, how do you like how do you even teach that when society tells you one thing but like I can't like I want you to know who you are whose you are and like no matter what society deems you as like you know that you're beautiful and it has nothing to do with some made up societal Mm -hmm. um societal notion of what they've created Mm -hmm. and I also I don't sit here in stupidity and say like oh well this is I'm I think this is beautiful and that's it like I do understand that they're our consequences and how we how we move and how you get to show up there are access to spaces that you get to enter in some spaces you won't be able to enter mm-hmm. just simply for the way that you look and I think that um it's uh it's frustrating yeah. um and I'm not a mother <laughs> nor do I yeah but like if I was to like I just think about it like if I was to hear like younger girls like 20 years down the road having the same conversations and not girls, sorry, women, just having these conversations, it would um, be a little like heartbreaking to hear that we are still at the same center of 
<clears throat> who's being accepted into spaces, who's seen mm-hmm. as beautiful, and how people get access or don't get access to spaces. Okay, you bring up a good point, and I'm going to let you speak, Dylan. Yeah. Sorry. Um, my niece, my oldest niece, she's lighter than us. Because um, I come from a, a variety of brown people, let me tell you. We all shades of brown. And my niece is lighter, and recently she she goes to a predominantly Mexican um, school, and, and so she's seeing people with their hair a certain way and all this stuff. And she literally, like, just told me, like, I want a smaller nose. I want lighter skin. I want longer hair. And I'm like, okay, let's unpack that. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm having, she was 11 at the time. So, I'm like, she's 11 years old and doesn't feel beautiful. And um, I had to have that conversation with her. And it was hard because I'm like, this is my niece. Like, I helped raise her. Like, <laughs> that's my baby. Um, and I'm like, what? So I'm like, so do you think dark skin is ugly? I mean, what does I mean mean? Like, okay, what is this? And so I had to break it down. Like, okay, your auntie me, like, so you think I'm ugly? You think your mom, your mother's ugly? You think your grandma's ugly? No, but you know, the boys at school like this. I said, so just because a boy like you and if they don't like you, that means you're ugly. What if that boy just doesn't like you? Why does it have to be all boys? And so, like, again, 11, why are you talking about boys? But it's just the fact that it's being taught so early. And then, like, I'm looking at my sister like, sis, what are you teaching at home? Like, why aren't you affirming her every day? And, like, it's another aspect of, like, why do I always have to, like, um, play, what's the word I use? I'm always, like, the person who has to, like, go back and fix things in my family. Um, or at least I feel that way. And so I'm like, hey, here I am again, like trying to fix a situation that I feel like should have already been addressed early mm-hmm. on because she is lighter than everybody in the family. We notice it like we should have been affirming her in like whatever space she's in. And so it was just really hard to see an 11 year old say that. And she's been getting into a lot of fights lately. And oh, I'm wondering, like, what are you saying? Like, what's happening? Are they like are darker women like myself, are they, like, judging you or, like, treating you a certain way, or are you doing it to them? Because I know, mm-hmm. with, based on what you told me, that could be a possibility, and that's hard to, for me to accept as her aunt. Like, mm-hmm. hey, where you come from? Because we don't, we don't do this. We don't talk like this. Yeah. Um, so that's been really hard to see it continue, um, and her not loving what she looks like, but also disrespecting other people based on what they look like. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was hard. That was a lot. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. For me, when I think about beauty standards, and I want to talk about how, I guess, how I see female beauty standards from my perspective, but then I also touch a little bit on, like, male, and I don't want to say for male, and not because of beauty, it sounds feminine, but I just feel like um, with men, there's a different thing that causes them to be attractive to whoever they're trying to attract. And so, growing up, my family has brown skin to dark skin people in the family. And so, when I was younger, like eight year old Dylan and like maybe ten year old Dylan, you know, like you have uncles asking you about looking like looking at women and looking at girls. But also, I think just like what your ideal wife looks like. Mm -hmm. And I pictured um, a brown skinned woman with long hair. And I think that's because at the time having long hair and things like that was like what society was telling women to do. And so the women I saw had long hair. Mm -hmm. And obviously because I come from a family that has brown to dark skin people, then, you know, that's 
just what I, what I like. But I think now being older, one, I don't have like an idea of what like a potential future spouse looks like, but also knowing that beauty comes in many different forms and many different like shapes and sizes. And I think about my cousin, we're, she's like, her birthday is in February. I'm so like six months, seven months apart. So we were like, you know, we grew up together, graduated together, went to different schools, but still grew up together. And I remember uh, my aunt owns a salon. So I see a lot of hairstyles. I've seen women come in. I told, I was joking the other day with the crew. I've seen women come in looking like me. So I, <laughs> <laughs> and walking out with hair down to their butt. So, you know, I've seen it all. But my cousin, when she would get her hair done by my aunt, she has that long like hair and so she talked about how some girls in schools didn't like her because her hair was long or like mm -hmm. and i would say that my cousin's like an attractive like woman and so i would say you know pe people were jealous because of like how she looked how her hair was and so i think that also tied into what i thought the beauty standards were but mm -hmm. now being an adult knowing that like i said beauty comes in many um shape sizes and um you know color and you know if you're beautiful you're beautiful but i think it is important as long as you feel beautiful and you feel good about how you look and how you feel then you're doing 100 <laughs> and so when i think about male beauty standards i think there are some things that come into play so um facial features making them look attractive beard game or no beard game or how the beard <laughs> can change someone's attractiveness like or James Harden <laughs> the basketball player you yeah. know. um I, no I'm not saying that I, well I don't think he's you know, I think he's fine <laughs> but I'm saying like have you guys ever seen his undergrad pictures without a beard no he looks so different than he does with the beard so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I think that ties in but I think a lot of things that when I was growing up, pressure that I put on myself was about how my body looked and my fitness mm -hmm. because I think the fitness of a man, uh, muscle mass of a man and things like that ties mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. his attractiveness to attract whoever he wants to attract. And I, and I think when you hear like people, you can walk by a group of people or a group of women talking about a man or a group of men talking about a man or people, like the skull of people. And... Maybe there's like, oh, look at his arms. Uh, he posted this thirst trap on Instagram and he had a six Yeah, the gray, gray sweatpants. Oh, the gray sweatpants, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All of those things that I don't think, because I don't, when I think about colorism within like men, like I think it's there, but I don't think it's. As prevalent. As prevalent. Ooh, you think so? I, I and disagree. maybe, y'all can disagree because. <laughs> And, I don't disagree. I have just have just some thoughts. Yeah, and I say that because I've never, and this is just from my perspective, I've never been like, oh, I want to be light-skinned because that's, like, mm -hmm. what's more gotcha. attractive. Yeah. Like, I've seen, like, light-skinned men and dark-skinned men pulling, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, for yeah. me, I was like, ah! And I think what's interesting about what you said, yeah. and when you were talking, I was thinking about this, I feel like black men mm. are highly fetishized by... Oh, yeah. Everybody. Many, many, Everybody. like literally. Yeah. I think in terms of like old white women, like legitimately young white women, young white women, 
It is it is wild I the level. The old white women, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. I think it is wild the level. I mean, I I would say in terms of and this is kind of like terrible, but when you think about the different types of men out there, I feel like black men are probably like top of the top in terms of like sex appeal, you know what I'm saying? And like being highly fetishized and it's different. The way that that appears looks different than the way that black women are fetishized because Mm -hmm. it's different depending on like the color. But regardless if you were a Chris Brown or a freaking, um, what's that man from? Avengers that I love so much. He died in that film. Spoiler alert. But um, (laughs) (laughs) oh man, I can't think. I can't think of him. But regardless of what you look like, not that I think Chris Brown is attractive or anything, and just whatever. But it is like still attractive. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like no one's just like, oh, I like this versus that. You may have like preferences or whatever, but there's no like bashing I would say from what I what I see I, I think else. I think that dark skin equals masculine mm-hmm. and but that also applies to black dark skin women as well mm-hmm. like we're not seen as softer or we're seen as Ooh. like dominant and aggressive mm-hmm. and it's like like even like Serena Williams or you think about the former first lady like everything about them was masculine and manly, manly because of their darker complexion. But when it's on a black man, it's, ooh, he's sexy, tall, dark, and handsome. Like, you know, like every other group, like they go tan to, like a lot of men go tan and to get darker. And so when we talk about it, like everyone, especially like the black community experiences colorism because that was kind of like, we were kind of conditioned to. But even if black men don't say Oh, I want to attract this. It's in their actions. It's in who they decide to date. Who do who do they want to date? Who do who do they value more? Because I believe like whoever you date, that's who you have a set value in. Yeah. And if you are a darker man, if you look at a lot of our favorite sitcoms, it's always a dark man with a light skinned yeah. woman. And you know, as a kid, you're looking you're looking at that, and you're like, what does this mean? But luckily, like I have two dark parents who like. Again, like I try to like disassociate myself sometimes with things like that because I had a, a physical representation in my house, whereas that was TV, somehow that ain't real. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like that. What about other people who see that? Because imagery is, is real. Like if imagery didn't make a, if imagery wasn't important or didn't have an impact, there would be no such thing as logos. There would be no such thing as marketing and advertising. And so you think of even like um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We got dark skin and biz, yeah. light skin and biz. Yeah. And, like but then it's like, why every time it's a replacement, why are we replacing it with a light skin woman? Yeah. Or a family matter, same thing happened. Um, proud family. I even think when you flip that and you think about men, um, dark skin men are like, that's it, right? But then when you go like, oh, that's a light skin man. Like, of course, he was going to do something stupid or something trash. Mm-hmm. I always see like, mm-hmm. like dark skin men are the ones who are like, who are wanted. And then, but light skin, and it's like he took it ill. You, I should have expected that you like skin. He or came the to ruin your life, pretty. right? He came to ruin your life. I don't. I guess, like for me, I don't know if I necessarily held that in high regard because in my house, I have a very fair skinned father with green eyes and a mom who's a little. Um, she's not dark skin, but she has like a caramel like tint to it. Um, and so I always just had this notion that like you just attract who you attract not necessarily like um like black is black or like i know like for me like i am a lighter skinned woman who's dating a very 
chocolate man. See, but I don't even consider him very chocolate. Oh, really? So that's interesting. Even that, yeah. it's yeah. like everybody has a different scale. <laughs> I think he's yeah. very. I love it too. But um, what I'm saying <laughs> is that I guess in my head, I, I guess in this maybe like me being very naive, because um, I do see like light skinned women with dark skinned men or like light skinned men with dark skinned women. I never thought that they like did it to compliment each other. I always just thought it was like the look of the draw. Because like in my like. My aunt and uncle, they're two very brown people, or like my grandpa and his last wife, two, you know, similar, or like, um, and so I guess like, I don't know, I guess I never really, I always just thought it was black as black, like you just fall in love with who you fall in love with, but I guess that may be just me being very naive, because I can also say that I love darker skinned men, it's not anything about lighter skinned men, but I, I guess in my head, type them by personality, I think that um, light-skinned men don't always, I don't know, they just don't always <laughs> mesh with who I am, I think, and maybe that's just me, like, stereotyping black men. Right. But what I was going to say is I also think the community and women project their own colorism on black men, because how many times have you heard a black woman be like, light-skinned men aren't in style no more, or dark-skinned men aren't in style anymore, and so I think that sometimes that's community we project that on other men. And I'm just kind of like, wow, like I've always, well, I'm light skin. I've always felt like I've been in style. I feel like, you know, brown skin, skin's just been in style. But I mean, I think it matters, but I guess I just always was naive. I was like, black love is love. Do the shades matter if it's like black love, right? So. I think it kind of goes back to what Aaliyah said about how darker skin is masculine mm-hmm. and lighter skin um lighter skin being like not as masculine it's less intimidating less it's intimidating. more accepting it's inviting yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like with that maybe darker man it's like oh you know you a man man right yeah <laughs> whereas then when i think about how i think social media will portray light-skinned men it's mm-hmm. like oh just like a pretty boy mm-hmm. and as Paige said, maybe just gonna like ruin your life <laughs> and then play games or mm-hmm. solve, yeah. yeah. And so I think it ties into that too. I guess yeah. for me, I always struggle with that. Oh, sorry. Good. Because my dad's light skin, but he's mm-hmm. like a man's man. And so for me, I always like man's man was like the type of man who would like fix the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I do understand that. Like, my experiences are not everybody else's experience. Right. And I think, too, when you hit on the physical aspects, and I have to say this before he walks in, one thing I've noticed about my partner is that um, he is always, always trying to figure out how to lose pounds. Yes. And I'm like, baby, please. I One, I don't, like, selfishly do not want him to lose it because I love the meat that I, like, lay on and, you know. But I think that there's some type Family of... Family-friendly show. No, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like how you hug and you love yeah. on him. But I think that there is some societal pressure mm-hmm. on him to, like, lose some weight or just to kind of feel, like, some way that he's fit or yeah. that he has some type of stamina. Um, but in my head, I'm just like, you You're look fine. fit to me, yeah. right? Like, what is... Like, I know, like, when we first started dating, there's this beautiful picture of him in, like, red shorts. Like, it is my favorite picture of him, hands down. And I'm like, oh, baby, you are so freaking handsome. And he's like, I hate that picture. I'm so fat. And I'm like, whoa, babe, like... Or and so... I feel like the opposite. If you're really skinny man mm-hmm. or thin man, mm-hmm. they tend to, like, want to... Like, my cousin is super thin, mm-hmm. and, like, all... Ever since I've not ever since I've known him, but I've noticed what um, 
he's trying to do in order to like bulk up mm-hmm. and like gain like certain type of like muscles on his arms or his ca- I remember I was dating a guy who was a um he was a football player who was a bit thinner and in his, I remember when he saw a photo of himself he was like oh I gotta start working on my calves they're little chicken like chicken legs <laughs> and to me I was like you are large like I don't understand what this perception is but it kind of ties into what beauty standards are for black men yeah can i throw something in there yeah i also when i was like making the comparison of like light skin those are like comments i see like in the shade room yeah yeah Yeah. not beliefs oh yeah Yeah. i knew that sorry just comments that we see and i also thinking about like movies and again how like representation and imagery is important um, like I know a lot of people love the movie Coming to America. I am not a fan of the movie. I think it has funny parts. I understand it's for the so-called culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you had this beautiful dark-skinned lady who was willing to bark for you, but you're like, I'm going to go to America. Mm-hmm. And then you find Lisa. Lisa is beautiful, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but here's her sister who's hyper-sexualized or, mm-hmm. you know, who's all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. it just like re- like perpetuates these stereotypes or you think about proud family why is Dijanae the only dark skin girl in the group she's get she's loud she's obnoxious she's ghetto she has a hundred brothers and sisters and so oh Pam why is Martin and Pam always going at it and she beat her being buckshots and all this stuff and Gina whatever and it's just like all right yes it's a tv show but also what messages are you all portraying Mm -hmm. out and then when we bring up the topic of colorism, people are like, oh, it's all in your head. Mm-mm. Like, no, it's real. There's implications. <laughs> and, like, colorism is an issue in all ethnic groups around the world. Like, there's caste systems. We look at our, um, like, Asian communities where pale white skin is considered is the beauty standard. Um, and so it's just a lot. And I think imagery and representation is important. I do feel like darker women are starting to get acceptance, but it's only because of social media. And but then I also wonder, do you truly think I'm beautiful or do you like how my skin looks? Like, is it because my, my skin is clear or I feel like you have to have a certain hair type or um, your nose has to be a certain way or you have to just simply show your body. Like if you are almost half naked, that's when they're like, oh, you're beautiful. But it's like, I don't know if there's like a pressure to like, I have to do certain things to be seen as beautiful versus another person who could just exist and be like, oh, they're beautiful, even if they're not really that cute. I agree. Something I wanted to touch on, we've already passed it, but I wanted to just touch on Bev's and Chasm's comments about um, just like how your partner is talking about wanting to lose weight and like getting light skinnier dudes wanting to. I think there's a lot of like weight issues within the like just men in general but we don't talk about because we're not Mm. supposed to talk about it because Mm. it's in society but i know that it's a thing i guess i'm like whoa i need to slim down i need to get this six pack you know Mm -hmm. and and so and then the skinnier dudes i'd be like i need to bulk up i need to hit the gym i need to so if we talk about weight we don't be like yeah well this is my new diet plan (laughs) (laughs) unless like obviously maybe if you're like really trying to like shed pounds or like put on pounds maybe you're talking with that about maybe a friend who's done that before or a trainer you know Mm -hmm. someone but yeah like we don't sit down and be like oh yeah i'm drinking some flats now (laughs) 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 all right we're gonna wrap up this section um does anyone have anything to say about self-made before we get out of here i would just say for self-made for self-made just make sure that um 
you take everything for face value and do your own research mm-hmm. um, and don't let the media or the docuseries or miniseries. Whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it write the narrative for you. Um, and that goes all the way down to people's narratives, their skin color, how they moved, um, and how they really lived. Because there were a lot of additional details and there were a lot of things that were left out. So do your own research and then create an opinion for yourself on how those people lived and moved through life. I'm sure the same. I think that's the most research after watching that limited series on Netflix. That's the most research I've done after a movie that mm-hmm. I, like in a long time. Yeah. And um, I get it and I don't, but I get it. There there were some things that they want to add for the theatrical effect and for you to mm-hmm. keep you in and engage and um but definitely I echo everything Jasmine said. I think for me, um, I was really frustrated that the narrative became colorism instead of successful black women during a time of like first generation outside of slavery, basically. Like what about Madam TJ's Walker's like tenacity, her determination, her just, I'm going to get it by any means necessary. And um, thinking about how she had to face so many obstacles as in addition to being a black woman, but also like to being black, but also being a woman and how she had to experience sexism and different things like that. And I just feel like her story was lost because of colorism. Mm-hmm. And thinking about Annie uh, Malone, which was the Addie Monroe character was um, supposed to be after, they, she was also a dark skinned woman. So it's like, why are you creating this narrative? And she was also successful. So why can't two successful black women coexist? Why does it always have to be a competition or I'm better than you or mm-hmm. people want to look like me? Like, it was just unnecessary. Um, and again, it lost the point of it. Self-made. Self-made. Mm-hmm. Self-made. <laughs> I think just tying back to doing your research, because and don't take that for this is the life that Madam C.J. Walker lived or the story um, at that time, because there are some things that are slightly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I went into the docu series or limited series with not that many high hopes because I feel like this conversation um, will always. I don't know. It, it would always leave someone out, um, and I think that. They, this is me being optimistic. I want to say that they did their best and I would echo the sentiments that were told around this table in that sometimes someone's best isn't really good enough. So you got to do your own (laughs) supplemental actions in order to really get a fuller picture. Um, But it was still a good space. I will have to support personally anything that gives jobs to black folks in whatever industry and, um, Specifically, if it's stories that we haven't, you know, been told before, even though there's elements that have been. But, you know, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, I think that for me, it was hard. It was hard. I already went in with my own perceptions of Madam C.J. Walker. Like, initially, I would always, like, criticize her a little bit because I was like, you created products that ultimately affects black women. Like, black women have the highest number of fibroids and hysterectomies all relating to hair relaxers and different things like that. So I'm like, 
I support you, sis, because you uh, a millionaire, self-made millionaire, but also what you created in some of your products has been detrimental to the female black bo the black female body. And that was hard for me. So I didn't watch this uh, limited series initially until we had you know, like a group little situation happening. And but after I watched it, my um, so obviously some of my um, thoughts were similar to Booker T. Washington's a little bit, not the sexism part, obviously. Um, but after I watched it, I was just like, well, you know what? That what she contributed is still important. Like how we feel about ourselves, our confidence, that's important. And that kind of stems from where we look how we look and um, we can contribute to each other and to our success in many ways. It just doesn't have to look one way mm -hmm. like, Oh, just hit the books. You can hit the books and look good and look good at the same time. Or, you know, so it's like, we can be multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to wrap it up too, I've thought that, um, if she was to see that movie, this product today, what would she mm. agree with? Uh, is that how she would want her life portrayed? And I think that's something I was constantly thinking about. Like, would she be okay with this being a representation of her life with mm -hmm. someone telling her story? Definitely. So thank you all for listening to Monolithic, the podcast, where we explore diversity within Black experiences. We hope that you all liked and learned something. Um, on our week's topic about black beauty standards and a little um, our review of self-made um, inspired by Madam C.J. Walker. Tune in next week for another thought-revoking and eye-opening conversation. Of course, follow us on Instagram at monolithic underscore the podcast and join the conversation and share your beauty standards in the comments. As always, I'm Malia. I'm Paige. I'm Chasmin. I'm Beverly. And I'm Dylan. Peace and gratitude. Thank you, everyone.